0: Hello folks, welcome to Notoriously Episcopalian, a podcast of sermons from me, Kelly Hudlow, an itinerant Episcopal priest in Alabama. Thanks for listening. This is a sermon for Ash Wednesday, March second, 2022, offered at the Episcopal Church of the Messiah in Heflin, Alabama. The principal text for the sermon is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20 through chapter 6, verse 10. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Lent is here again, whether you are ready for it or not. Perhaps you already have a list of things that you're planning to give up, coffee or chocolate or some luxury item that you want to let go of. Or you might have a stack of books or have signed up for 15 Lenten Reflection emails that will arrive each morning in your inbox to offer words of wisdom. As we begin the season of Lent, there is a real temptation to fill up the whole season with all sorts of very good and holy practices. Sometimes we treat the season of Lent a bit like a redo of our New Year's resolution. So maybe we made promises about self-care or that we were going to exercise more or we were going to do something different. And now we're coming to the end of the first quarter and maybe that didn't work out. And so Lent is a time that we can start that again. We look at the next six weeks right, the season of Lent starting today, Ash Wednesday, going through Holy Week, as another chance for us to figure out a way that we can do the right thing, right? To figure out a way that we can fix ourselves so that somehow through what we do, we end up actually worthy to celebrate Easter at the end of this 40 days. Or you might be sitting there thinking, I have no plans for Lent. I have taken on no practices or discipline. I have planned no fast. I'm just gonna do my best to make it through a season of somewhat dour and sad music, difficult scripture readings, and even Elizabethan right one language, right? Whichever side you fall on, either overly planned, somewhere in the middle, or no plan at all, I call on you to consider this Ash Wednesday As an invitation to take your plans and consider doing something different on Ash Wednesday right we will have the chance where we can make the sign of the cross and ash on our foreheads but when we do that we know that we are making the same sign that marked our foreheads with holy oil at baptism Ash Wednesday begins the season of Lent by reminding us that, yes, we are mortal, right? We will die, but we are beloved children of God. Ash Wednesday also reminds us and calls us to consider that we are separated from our Creator and from each other by sin that is in the world. Now, sin is a tricky thing, right? We put a lot of meaning to the word sin, And the fact that we have this whole season where we're supposed to sort of think about sin and how to repent from it makes Lent very, very tricky. Because normally when we start thinking about sin, what creeps in right hand in hand with sin is a sense of shame. And usually when shame shows up, what happens is we don't repent of the sin. We get trapped there in that moment of feeling shame. We get tangled up in seeing everything that is wrong, that we did, what's wrong about us, and we get stuck in a moment of shame and sin where we can't even do the work of turning, which is what repentance is about, turning to a new direction. And so Ash Wednesday invites us to do something different. To break a pattern of identifying sin and feeling shame and being stuck in that moment till we distract ourselves by something else. Ash Wednesday invites us to consider the sin that separates us from God and each other. To consider it, to recognize it, but to not be consumed by it. In Paul's letter to the Corinthians when he talks about sin, right? He says, we entreat you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that we might become the righteousness of God, right? Christ who was sinless enters into a sinful world. That word there that Paul is using, is from the Greek. It means, it is from the Greek word, um, my Greek's not good, um, hamartia, right? Which literally means to miss the mark. Uh, The philosopher Aristotle used this word in his own writings, and he used it to describe somebody that wasn't wholly virtuous, right, which is what Aristotle's ideal was, but nor were they wholly evil. It just meant that someone that missed the mark because they got distracted, or they got tempted, or they got trapped, or they got tired. They missed the mark because of a whole other life that we have to live as human beings not because they are evil. Now, if we take Paul up on his offer to think about sin in this way, of not as being inherently evil, but as about missing the mark, we begin to change how we see ourselves and how we consider our sin, right? Sin no longer is what defines us, right? It doesn't entrap us. If we understand sin as missing the mark, that means that change is possible and that there is a way to get closer to hitting the mark. We can look at our lives and see the places where we're drawn away from God. We can look at family and friends and see division and distance. We can look at our larger community in the world and we can see and identify the sins of injustice and poverty and exploitation and violence and greed and war and racism and sexism. We can list that all off and we can see that, but we can recognize That this is ways that we are missing the mark of our baptismal promise to seek and serve Christ in all persons and respecting the dignity of every human being. But it is not what defines us because we are defined by our baptism as beloved children of God. Ash Wednesday calls us to see and recognize the ways that we are missing the mark in our relationships to explore what turning closer to hitting that mark might be, to turn towards God, to turn towards each other. Ash Wednesday calls us to ask questions and to most importantly realize the work of repentance and reconciliation doesn't begin with us and our laundry list of to-dos that we're going to do during Lent, but it begins with the grace of God. There is no Lenten practice that we can do but is the quick fix to hitting the mark. We don't fix ourselves. Instead, we are healed and reconciled through God's grace. But if what we do during Lent doesn't fix us, then what's it all about? Why do we have Lenten practices? Why are we fasting? Why do we do extra prayer and study? Why do we slow down our worship and pay more attention to the words that we say? Why do we do all of that? And to those questions I say, have you ever been kayaking? I've only gone kayaking a few times in my life. But I know what the really exciting part of kayaking, right? It's nice to float in the river for a little bit. But the fun part is when you get to some rough water. Now, I've never been on real rapids, but they call them rapids, right? The fun part is when you have to sort of navigate a quickening in the river. And you know know that the rapids are created because there are rocks or boulders either under the surface or just out of the surface. And you know that if you hit that rock, then most likely you're going out of the kayak, right? And so you have a couple of choices when faced with that you can try to paddle as hard as you can away from the rock. The result of that normally is you end up tired and wet because you still hit the rock and end up in the river. Or, as the person that first sort of was my guide into kayaking, is you can stop looking at the rocks and start focusing on where the water is going. Because the trick that I learned from him was, if you go where the water is, that's where it's deep right? That's where the easy path is to get around the rocks and to avoid it, right? You still got to paddle. You still got to focus your attention and make sure that you're looking at the right thing, but it's the water that actually does most of the work of getting you to the deep parts through the rocks and to the other side. Ash Wednesday, I think, begins for us a season of learning to stop getting trapped by looking at the rocks and to start focusing on the water we are called to focus on places where god is moving in the world and in our lives we know the rocks are there but we also know that god's grace will carry us through and around them and the first step to following god's grace is to look at ourselves the way god does right our prayer says that we believe in a God who hates nothing he has made. God views us through the cross, both the cross of ash that we will put on our foreheads today that remind us that we are mortal and will one day die, but also the cross that was marked on our foreheads when we were baptized, that claimed us as Christ's own forever. So in this season of Lent, if you're brave enough to reconsider whatever plans you have made, I invite you to look for where the Spirit is moving in your life. Where is the deep water that God is calling you to so that you can make it through whatever rough patch might be there? I invite you to consider what is it that you need to let go of to finally feel the abundance of God's grace. Amen.